Warning, the No is a Sentence podcast contains explicit language and depicts graphic content containing sexual abuse and rape. Listener discretion is advised. to No Is A Sentence podcast. This is the podcast where we shed light on the dark subject of sexual assault and rape. I'm Alexandria. And I'm Katie. And we are best friends. And this is a subject that means a lot to us. It's very important. And we just want to help people. Yeah. And should we, I guess, should we give the premise of the reason for our podcast, you think? Yeah. Why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we here? Why are you girls shouting into my headphones? <laughs> um. So we, in this podcast, we're going to be discussing rape and sexual assault specifically. Um. We think it's important to talk about and we know it's very hard and it's very triggering. So we understand if... You're unable to listen to it. We totally get that. Um, Me, myself, I've been raped at a young age and Katie has not that I know of. No, I have not. But she has the experience of having someone in her life who has. Yep. Several, several people, unfortunately. Uh, Well, that's true. Yes. From the people you told me that I remember. Yes. We know that therapy is expensive. (laughs) Um, we're not professionals, but if we can use this podcast to help people and maybe cope in some way with their trauma, and that's what we want to do. Yeah, we'll also provide some resources if you feel like you need that, you know, anything we can do to help in any way. Yeah, in the descriptions of our episodes, we'll also have some resources on our social medias, on Twitter and Instagram. Just want to put that out there. We're not therapists, doctors. We just have experiences in life. But okay, let's get into it. Okay. Okay. So, Alexandria, I, I am going to tell you all about Cheryl Arujo. Cheryl Arujo. Yes. And before anyone yells at me, uh, that is how she pronounced her own last name. Okay. On the witness stand. So. Well, how um were other people pronouncing it? Um. So Google says to pronounce it Arujo, and that's how I would have said it if I hadn't. Oh, okay. Heard her testimony. So. Is she Spanish? Uh, Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay. Yes. Arujo. Yes. Okay. Cheryl Arujo, and I got this idea from your mom. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, she was watching the movie The Accused. Yeah, we literally went downstairs and I was like, what are you watching? And she's like, oh, this movie, it's about rape. And I was like, great, that's what we're here for. So. Yeah, and then we were like, wait, is it based on a true story? Yeah. Um, And it, yeah, it is. So it's a 1988 movie. Yes, it's very loosely based on Cheryl. Okay, so. A lot of the facts are changed, twisted, and stuff like that. So would you say the scene that we watched, well, we caught the very end of the movie, but would you say it was accurate how it occurred or not at all? Pretty accurate for how it occurred, yes. It's pretty gnarly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, let's get started. Oh, before I get into it even more, so there's a Netflix docuseries called Trial by Media, and uh, her case is one of the episodes. So I got a lot of my information from that, uh, as well as just research. So awesome out there. All right. So Cheryl was born in New Bedford, Massachusetts, March 28th, 1961. She's an Aries. She is an Aries. I have that in my notes. (laughs) She's an Aries. Yep. I love me some Aries, man. I love Aries. Your husband's an Aries, so. It, yeah, he is. But I feel like Aries, like March Aries and April Aries are different. Yes, vastly different because my husband is an April Aries. And and he's chaotic. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so 
Uh, so Cheryl was born in New Bedford, grew up there, lived there, um, you know, for her pretty much her whole life. Okay. And this is also where the majority of her story takes place. Uh, so she lived in like a working class area. Uh, so New Bedford is like a fishing town. They're right off the ocean. Uh, so it's just a, lo- a lot of hardworking people. And so most of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Most of the population <laughs> is Portuguese. It's Ooh. like you asked what she was. Yes, so she is Portuguese. Really? So yeah, a lot is like 50% of the population. And I'm saying wow. that because it will become important later. That's not okay. just random info. Did not know that. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. So it'll become important later on. Um, so yeah, it was just like a really small town feel, like close-knit community. Mm-hmm. Nothing really major happened there okay. until March 6th, 1983. So, oh, no. so, so Cheryl was 21 years old uh, that night. She had just put her daughters to sleep. Uh, So she had two young daughters. They had just actually had her youngest daughter's third birthday party that day. Aww. Yeah. Cuties. So she she put them to bed and then decided to go uh, buy a pack of cigarettes. Was she married or anything at this time? Um, That's a good question. So she is dating at this time. She was dating the father of her two daughters and high school sweetheart. Aww, how cute. Yeah. Okay. So they're super adorable. They're like a happy little family in this quiet town. Mm. Yeah. So she just put her two young daughters to sleep and die or bed. I'm sorry. I know some people freak out. I always say I'm putting Wade down and they're like, <laughs> like what? You're doing no. what? <laughs> she put them to bed and then decided to go get a pack of smokes. Um, so she tried a gas station. It was closed. So then she walked to Big Dan's bar. Which was very close by. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, Big Dan's Bar. Where it all happened. It's where the whole case is known by. Great. Big Dan's. I'm so excited to yes. hear what happens next. <laughs> Great. So she gets there. She buys, you know, her cigarettes. Um, runs into a waitress that she knows and is friends with. Oh. So yeah, so she orders a drink. Sits down at the table with her friend. They chat for a bit. Her friend leaves. So Cheryl stays to finish her drink. Okay. When she gets up to leave, she is then grabbed from behind by what? two men. That to- quick? Yes. Like, yeah. wow. Yep. Oh, she my was- God. Oh, man. Okay. So she's trying to leave the bar. She's grabbed by two men, Joseph and Daniel. It's horrifying. Yes. And they, as they're dragging her away to the pool table- One man locks the door to the bar. Now, at this point, Cheryl's original statement said there were about 20 people in the bar. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, That's actually a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it turns out there's um, about 10 after police did their investigation. Uh, But so Cheryl did say like, okay, that could be right. There was just a lot happening at one time. I mean, she had a rough... Rough night, so. Yeah, I mean, going through something like that, you're mm-hmm. not going to remember everything, like, 100%. Exactly. Like, so, yeah. like, you could easily say, oh, there was 20 when there was. Yeah. Yeah. She went through something very difficult. So, there were uh, 10 men in the bar. Um, That's so, still a lot, though. Yeah. 10 It's people? still a lot. Yeah. Especially with about, uh, uh, with what's about to go down. So, right, the one man locks the door. The two men drag her to the pool table. They tear off her pants and underwear. Mm -hmm. One of the men rapes her at that point. On the pool table? Yes. In front of people? Yes. While the other nine men are watching, although there was one drunk man passed out. So I guess he had no (laughs) idea. Because I'm uncomfortable. I am too. This drunk dude in the back. So at least, you know, eight, eight men watching still or know what's going on. Okay. So the first man rapes her. After that, three other men proceed to rape her. What? Yeah. Three other men proceed to rape her. And people are just watching while this is happening. Yes. Uh, There is actually one man admits in court later that he was actually cheering, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Yep. Wow. That's fucked up. Yep. So over a period 
of over two hours. They kept her on this pool table. She two was, hours? Yes. Can you imagine? And then thinking, like, there's other people there. Like, someone's got to help me. No. No. You know she had to, like, dissociate at some point. Like, for sure. Just take her mind somewhere else. Yep. At that point. Most definitely. So now, through this entire thing, or for at least, you know, some of it, Cheryl states, and it was corroborated with other witnesses, that she was crying and begging for help. Um, So clearly, not into it. Keep that in mind for later on. Uh, So finally, after a little past the two-hour mark, um, she was able to flee and run out of the bar. Two hours. Yeah. I can't. So she runs out. Um, she's only wearing like a sweater jacket type thing. Can you imagine how humiliating also just going through something that traumatic, but also just humiliated that is happening in front of people? Yeah. And, like no one's helping her. Yeah. You feel humiliated and completely helpless and just I oh my God. Yeah. I it's horrific. You would think with people around, someone would help. It's just were all of the Watch. people there men? Yes. They were mm-hmm. all men. Yeah. No women. Nope, no women. Except Cheryl, mm. obviously. Because her friend, the waitress, had left. That's great. Right. So she, she gets out of the bar, um, and she was able to flag down a vehicle that was passing by. And uh, in it were three men, so two of them are brothers and a friend of theirs. They mm-hmm. just been at a bar, and they were heading home. And they see Cheryl run out into the street. And these men are... Amazing. Okay, so they're they're good guys in the story. Good. I was like, please <laughs> yes. tell me they help her. <laughs> they do. So actually, um, so Cheryl latches onto them, tells them like, "Hey, I've just been raped. Like, I mm-hmm. need help." And so one of the men in the vehicle, uh, Michael, he was one of the brothers, actually mm-hmm. chases down some of the guys. Like, guys started leaving the bar <gasps> after Cheryl escaped. Uh huh. He like picks up this pipe. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, where did he find the pipe? It's like, it's like I know what to do. Yeah. Hold on a sec. <laughs> this is a job for pipe man. Like, <laughs> wow. Right. So uh so he leaves Cheryl with his brother and his friend, and he's like hunting these guys down. And Good like, for him. Yeah. I he loses them, but it's fine. They, you know, we we know who they he are. Tried. Don't worry about it. Um Yeah. So he comes back, uh, the three of them take Cheryl to a payphone where they call the police and then wait for police to show up. Oh. Yeah. And so I guess Cheryl, um, when the police got there, like she was so traumatized. She was clutching to one of the men like so tightly that they had to like pry her fingers like off oh of his neck. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like, so sad. She, yeah. She was traumatized, horrified. You know, despite her being traumatized, I'm happy that she was still able to trust these men and be like, you need to help me. Because, like, I don't know. I would think if I was in that specific situation. Well, I I mean, I don't know. But, like, oh, a car of men? No thanks. Like, I'll wait till I see a woman or something. You know what I mean? But so I'm really glad that also that they helped her, too. Yeah. Because she's in a vulnerable situation. Like, she has no pants on, right? Like, nothing yeah. on the bottom. Yep. Just top. Yep. Yeah. And Michael's awesome. I, like I know. He's trying to find them. Like, Who are these fuckers? No, these bastards down. <laughs> yeah. It was so amazing. I read that and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, King. Um, oh, and then also, so the three of them, like, use their jackets to cover her up. Good. This. I was like, oh, my gosh. Good. These men. Like, yeah. so sweet. So, if you know, if anyone knows any of these guys, just say, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> you helped her. From no, us. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really, really glad. Yeah. I mean, that's like literally the bare minimum anyone could do, but still. Or just find sweet. any Michael and pat them on the back. Any right? Michael. <laughs> my dad. Both my dads. Yeah, see? There you not, go. Not gay. My real dad and my <laughs> father-in-law. <laughs> like dads. <laughs> so, any of you had two dads? <laughs> Father-in-law and father. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to tell your dad thanks. Thanks for being a Michael. (laughs) (laughs) With a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, now we get into Mm. leading up to the trial. Now, this – oh, it's wild. It's just – it's nuts. So, (laughs) so – It's just nuts. It is. (laughs) So, I am actually wearing a very special shirt. 
I wore it for this episode for this reason. Wait, let me see. It's my mock trial shirt from high school. Oh my God, you nerd. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was in a- That's cute. I uh, Alex knows this, but no one else does. But I was in yeah. competitive speech and debate. And she so was. we did this like mock trial thing in high school. We tried a case in like the Boise courthouse. Like it was nuts. And so- Like anyway, in front I, of people? Like judges and stuff or- uh, Like we had a real judge, yes. Who would like make sure we were doing no things thanks. right? No, thank you. Yeah, this is why I'm was, not in debate. <laughs> it's so fun, but anyway, so I, I'm wearing the shirt from that for, for this because the trial is the big Kahuna. It is nuts. Okay, so like I said, it was widely known as Big Dan's trial or Big Dan's rape oh. case. You know, okay. after the bar where it took place, police arrested Joseph Vieira and Daniel Silva which are the men who grabbed her originally, arrested them first, and then later arrested Victor Raposo and John Cordero. Now, are one of those guys the ones that were like, oh, yeah, go do it. Go for it. That is a different man. Oh, okay. So those four are the ones charged for aggravated rape. Okay. Yeah, they're the ones that raped her. Okay. So then later, two other men, Virgilio Medeiros and Jose Medeiros, not related in any way. Just odd coincidence. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, were they brothers or something? Nope. <laughs> I mean, some sources say they are, but uh, the majority say they are not. Okay. So, and the police said they're not. So. so they were charged for joint enterprise, which is encouraging something illegal and not doing anything to stop it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of like, yeah, go get her and yep. all that kind of shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so doing the cheering on, um, possibly holding her down. Didn't really get into it too much about exactly what they did. but Yeah, because even if you're not the one doing the mm-hmm. act, encouraging it, you're still guilty. Yes. You're encouraging the crime. Yep. So, six men arrested. Six the- scumbags. Yep, six scumbags. <laughs> So, um, there's a lawyer who ended up being on Cheryl's team, mm-hmm. Scott Charnis. So, uh, he was in the docu-series and he was talking about Cheryl and all this stuff. So, he got a call from Cheryl's uncle because he had – sounds like he does, like, personal injury as well. It's mm-hmm. like, his type of law. So, Cheryl's uncle calls and is like, hey, like – My niece was raped, and it's this huge case, and, like, she's scared for her safety. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, we just want to know what what your thoughts are. So Scott goes to see her and goes to her house and is, like – like, he asks if if she wants to go through with it, not not to, like, talk her out or, like, I don't believe you. It's not like that at all. Yeah. It was more like – he's, like, this is going to get big, and it's going to be a lot. Like preparing her, yeah, so she knows what to expect, right? Thing, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I, I totally want to do it. I, I want the world to be better for my daughters. I want Aww. it to be a better place." It's like, oh, so oh was I like, forgot okay. she had kids too. Yeah, two daughters. Yeah, little, just little babies. The youngest was three. So uh, Scott joined her team, and he said, "He's like, I, I knew I probably wouldn't make a lot of money for it, but he had a daughter as well, and oh. like he, he believed in Cheryl and trying to make." You know, the world better, so. Good on him. Yeah. So he to- he joined Team Cheryl. Now, this trial was very publicly covered. Newspaper, radio, television. Like. Oh, so it was big. Yes. Huh. And so this case was actually the first rape case to be televised in the history of the United States. What? So, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Like, this. I had never. My mom remembers it happening. I should ask her. It was yeah in the the late eighties, so she might remember it. And so this, um, so it was called gavel to gavel coverages, and it was part of the conditions of the presiding judge, Judge Young. Mm -hmm. So he said, so he allowed one camera in, in the entire courtroom to catch everything, and then I guess all the the news agencies like shared the footage. Yeah. Um, so it was like one courtroom and then you're going to be there from the opening like statements mm-hmm. to all the witnesses to the closing everything like you're going to see the entire process. Okay. Yep. And then um also one of his conditions was 
uh, protecting Cheryl's name, like from the public. He he was like, I don't want her name released or her address or anything like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he was thinking about that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and he really just thought it had like a public benefit. Like he he really wanted people to see the workings of the judicial system. Because really, what's the benefit of having her name yeah. out there for people to know and know where she lives? Like, right. if anything, know who the perpetrators are. Yeah. So he seemed he seemed like a cool dude. Um, so now this this court case, like it was madness in this small town. Okay, right. So it's like this tiny little fishing community. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's like news stations everywhere. I mean, there's like people from all over the US are watching this, like not just Massachusetts. Um, and it, it started to get a little wild. People were kind of wilding out there. <laughs> And I bet in this small town they didn't feel safe anymore. Yeah. Do, do you know if something like this happened often or at all before this? No. So actually, yeah, New Bedford had nothing like this yeah. happen before. So they were it probably was, like, probably struck them really hard. It did. So like, how could this happen here? Um. So, and it, it's so weird. Support for Cheryl seemed to be split, which is horrendous. So some people supported her. And then, of course, there were others that blamed her. And why? I I, I have no idea. What's the blame? So people were interviewed by the news because there's news crawling all over this town. So one woman in an interview said, I quote, a man only rapes a woman if she wants it. It wouldn't be called rape if she wanted it. Yeah, it's called sex. It's called, yeah, it's called sex. It's called consent. You're not getting consent. When you're raping somebody. Oh my God. That literally makes <laughs> no sense. No, like I'm mad. That's why I'm laughing. That makes no sense. It doesn't. A man wouldn't want to rape her if she didn't want it. That's not. Yeah. He wouldn't be getting what he wanted if she was into that's it. That's the point of rape. Yeah. So you have something control. you want from someone who didn't give you. Con- okay. Sure. Yep. But okay. Go off, lady. <laughs> go off. Do you. Please. Do you, sis. And then, of course, there were some people that were like, Oh, well, she probably was okay with it at first. What was she wearing? Yeah. I was like, what was she wearing? Oh, God, I hate that. Uh, some people were like, oh, yeah, I think she had sex with them. And then later on, like, felt bad or vindictive was the word some of them used. She got vindictive. It's like, no. So. So, e- okay. Even if she did have sex with these men, let's say she had sex with them prior, doesn't mean she deserves to be raped. And it also, like, what? No. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, it's frustrating (laughs) watching these people. Well, the minute you were like, oh, like, her support was split. How? Yeah. Especially, like, the witnesses. The the three men that found her. They saw that she was crying and begging to stop. Yeah. So some of the men in the bar that... Didn't necessarily egg on the rapist, but didn't stop it either. They were like, yeah, she was hysterically crying. And did they testify in court? Yes. So they were telling well, what happened. Yes. Wow. It's it's disgusting. So there was a candlelight vigil and rally organized, oh. yeah, to support Cheryl. Good. And there's about 2,500 people that came. Wow. Yeah. And so they were, like, you know, wanting the rapist to be prosecuted and all this stuff. And it was, like, it was a really cool – they got some footage of it on the docu-series. And it was, like, men and women and Portuguese and white and Oh, that's awesome. It was so cool. Everybody coming together. Yeah. Um, So then – so this this section, I'm kind of going over broadly what happens – while the trial is going on in the courtroom. So right now I'm covering what's happening on the outside world. And then okay. later I'll get into what's Can I set. say something real quick? Yes. Because it's on my brain. Yes. It will not stop until I say it out loud. But like the whole, the woman saying like, well, you know, a man wants to, whatever. It kind of reminds me of Ted Bundy when all these women were doing interviews. like, And they're like, yeah, but he, he wouldn't do that to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just something about that. It's like gross. Yeah, it is. Just You've obviously never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. You have, or you think for some fucking reason it can't happen. Yeah. To you. I don't understand. But I, yeah, it just reminded me of those women going after Ted Bundy. And like, yeah, but he wouldn't do that to me. And it's like, he shouldn't have done it. P- 
period. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. He, he wouldn't have done it to me. It's fine. No. But it's okay that he did it to other women? Yeah. How is that? It's, yeah. Anyway. It's disgusting. Ugh. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of describing what's going out on out, out, outside of the courtroom. Yes. And then I'll go into what's happening inside. So okay. when I get there, this is all happening concurrently, if you Ooh. will. <laughs> I get when hey. you speak well. Some, <laughs> I speak good. Go off, queen. Go you got this. <laughs> Okay, yes, so queen. all right, so the media, oh, the media. Now they kept mentioning that all six of the men being tried were Portuguese. Like they okay. were like six Portuguese men. Oh no! Yeah, it and Cheryl herself was Portuguese. Let's keep that in mind. But the media, yeah. never said that. <laughs> Literally, like, four okay. Portuguese men rape American woman. Well, two Portuguese That's- men watch. And so that really, yeah, raised ethnic tension within, like, this tiny community where, like, everyone kind of knows everyone. So it took on this, like, xenophobic feel, and it turned into Portuguese versus non-Portuguese. Yeah. Instead of piece of shit rapist. Yeah, versus (laughs) survivor. Yes. Meanwhile, she's probably, like, Idiots, I'm Portuguese. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. She's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's, that's totally. Yeah, so putting focus in the wrong area. Yes, they are. It's like, yes, all six of them were Portuguese. Yes, but that's really not Doesn't the matter. important thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Nope. So it, it really just divided more people. People kind of started to like defend the rapists just because they were being lumped the rape in Rape apologists? All- not necessarily. I I mean, as at its core, yes, they it's wrong. But like to them, they were like, "I'm Portuguese. I'm being lumped in. Like all Portuguese people are being lumped mm. in with these racists. So mm-hmm. their illogical way of defending themselves yeah. is defending them." Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So it it just really spiraled into something that just They're not didn't even matter. focusing on the <laughs> no what's happening. No, I'm just like we're not focusing on what happened here. Like yeah. Oh, geez. Race has it's, always got to be brought into everything. It, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It, the only it, times it matters if it happens to you and you have to tell the police what that person looks like. Right. It's the only time it matters. Right. Like, describing them, sure. But yeah. it's like, to to push this, like, oh, these Portuguese men. It's like, okay, just call, you know, defendants. Mm-hmm. You can call, yeah. Yep. So it just really took the focus away from Cheryl's story, and that was really frustrating, like to watch. And um, I can't imagine how she's f- feeling when she finds that out too. Like, yeah, oh, they're not even telling the story one correctly because mm-hmm. she's not American, but two, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and she's like, um, I'm Portuguese, guys, idiots. <laughs> but okay, does she mm-hmm. ever? Um, and I'm sure you'll mention it later. Um, does she ever make a statement about that? Not really. Yeah, she. there wasn't really a whole lot about her, like, before, during, or after this. Like, mm-hmm. she was trying to keep as private as possible, which I respect. Don't blame her, um, yeah. Especially just, like, based on how big this got. Like, her, her hometown where she was born, raised, lived. Like, there were people saying, like, she had asked for it. Or, like, yeah. you know, she deserved it. What was she doing out so late? Stuff like that. So I can't blame her for being so secret. Like, Yeah. Well, and especially going through something like that, the last thing you want to do is talk to a bunch of strangers to, yeah. for interviews and stuff. Like, yeah. when really, you just want these people put away for what they did to you. Yeah. But I was just curious if she ever um, said anything about right. everything. Um, I don't know. I'll kind of talk about that a little later. Okay. About how I think – Things might have gone if they'd been different. But no, not that I can find. Okay, so that, everything I mentioned, you know, with the with the ethnicity wars, the people being rape apologists, the, all that is happening concurrently now to inside the courtroom. Okay. Ooh, the meat. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting to the meat. Getting to the meat. Into the might. <laughs> the might. A might. This is, <laughs> I know, I just thought of that. I was like, bolt. Oh, my. There were more notes in the courtroom than I thought there was. So inside the courtroom. So the trial, the three-week trial, 
began February 23rd, 1984. So that's nearly a year after the race. Holy shit, yeah. All right, so the really interesting thing about this and why I got so excited about wearing my mock trial shirt is because <laughs> is because two two trials were happening at the same time. What? The same presiding judge, right? Okay, so the four aggravated rapists had their own um, trial, mm-hmm. and then the two joint enterprise, the two jar- charts with joint enterprise, had their own trial. So one was huh. in the morning, one was in the afternoon. Wow. It's Yeah. And so- For um, like the full three weeks? Yes. One of the defense attorneys uh, called the trial, or trials, I should say, fairly extraordinary, and he didn't expect to see it again in his lifetime. Like, yeah, this- Wow. This case was like breaking so many uh, like records, I guess. So it was the first televised rape. Uh, it was the first to have two concurrent trials at the same time with the same judge. Like it is nuts, man. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And so the judge, uh, Judge William Young, he is now a U.S. District Court judge. Just a fun Ooh. fact. Yeah, he's still kicking, kicking it in the uh, the law. <laughs> <laughs> No one kicks it in the law, Katie. That's just you over oh. there. In, I'm like, oh. in your mock trial shirts. In my mock trial shirt. Is that a bear? It is a, a bear. So it was a, a bear got shot in our fake case. And so those bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> yeah. So I saw the bear. No, I saw when you came over, I saw the shirt. I saw the bear. Okay. Didn't bother to read the text because I'm lazy. But I'm thinking, oh, that's cute. It's like a camping shirt. <laughs> No, it's it's where a bunch of dumb high schoolers pretend to be lawyers and witnesses. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wait, can you guess which role I played? Prosecuting attorney. Yes. Yeah. See, because I know, I know you. Yeah. But um, you're not dumb for taking debate. And no, you're just a nerd. Well, thanks. But you're my nerd. <laughs> And Thank you're you. wicked smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. The one listener we'll listening to this will agree with me that you are smart. My dad <laughs> will agree. Or maybe not. Your dad? Will agree that I'm smart. Yes, or maybe not. he would. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, so now I just want to get in. Cheryl agreed to testify like the total badass that she is. Because she's such a badass. Yes. Like she's incredible. So each of these six defendants had their own attorney, which means she was cross-examined six times. Oh my six God. Yeah. And having to go through the trauma again and again. Yep. And cross-examination in my vast experience is like the school. most hardcore. It's where you can ask leading questions. Like, Alex, would you agree that you wanted it that night? It's questions like that. Like, that is how drunk were you? I don't like how you're looking at me. I'm intimidated. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, you can. Just, <laughs> if they were to look at her like that and say it exactly like that, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, and they did. They were awful to her. A, a part of me, like, I, I know defense attorneys have to defend their clients. I get it. I understand it. But it's like s- some of the way. Like, some of the questions they asked her, the way they said it. Yes. And there were even people watching that was like, they really lit into her. And, like, I was listening to Cheryl answer, and, like, she was calm. Yeah. Answered their question. I was like, yes. How is she not crying? Yeah. Because she's being re-traumatized over and over, having to explain what happened and trying to tell them, no, I didn't want this to happen. Yeah. She's incredible. She's She's awesome. Total badass. Because they were like... They were like, how often do you smoke pot? And she was like, I don't. They were harsh on her. So six different attorneys, all, you know, basically the same thing yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nuts. Um, And then, like, remember, this is being televised, too. Now, when her yeah. testimony came up, the judge was like, hey, don't don't point the camera at Cheryl. You can hear her voice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Except. Oh, no. Here it comes. Now, again, in my vast experience, <laughs> the very first question you ask a witness is state and spell your name. And she did. Okay. And so the judge, like, did not think about that. 
So she's like Cheryl Arujo and then spells it. And then suddenly her name is televised and then her address. Oh, no. Yeah. So Judge Young admitted he's like, I did didn't not. even think because yeah. it's just a habit. Yeah. Like when you have to answer those questions. Yep. So he's like, I take the blame on that. I, I feel horribly about it. I didn't even think about it. Aww. And then he kind of went after like the news a little because the newspaper then published her name. <gasps> like, yeah. they're like, oh, well, it's, it's you know, public record now. And he's like, well, you should have And he's like, known I literally better. said, keep her yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I made a mistake. I'll own up to that. But the newspaper, like, you guys should have left it alone. Like, you really screwed yeah. up here. Like, yeah, absolutely. But so, you, I really like him, though, that he recognizes that he – but you have to do that in court. Right. It's – yeah. So, uh, from what I could see, I don't think he did it ma- maliciously. Like, he felt awful oh, about he's a it. a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, I will say that. So, at that point, you know, her name was out. And then things got – really bad like people knew where she lived knew what her name was like harassing her it yeah it was horrible but i mean she still kept because strong. she hasn't gone through enough right it, it yeah so someone was like it's all it's like getting assaulted again and like, again yeah yeah mm-hmm. first the rapes and then to have to talk about it people know it's you and not believe you it's like ugh. i don't even know what goes through these people's minds of harassing somebody who's already been gone through something traumatic yeah like what part of your brain tells you that that's fine that's okay like it's it's absolutely horrific the six defense attorneys like they were hard on her and it was so bad that assault like sexual assault victims were calling in hotlines uh after they were assaulted and they were like hey would you like to tell the police about it and they're like no like have you seen what they're doing to cheryl yeah like well, they don't want to go through that. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was harming not only Cheryl, but all these other victims who were like, why would I come forward mm-hmm. so I can be crucified like her? Like, <laughs> No. There is one case I do want to cover later. This girl was raped in her apartment. Just mm-hmm. some dude broke in and raped her and assaulted her. And when she went to court, the his lawyer was like, no, you wanted it. That's why it happened. And uh- she was basically ridiculed. <gasps> and he got away with it, basically. And then when they asked her to testify against him again, she was like, no, no. I'm not going to do that. You Look what you put me through. Like, yeah. I was embarrassed. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go through that again. I don't blame these yeah. women for being like, uh, no. Right? Look what you guys are doing to Cheryl. Yeah. That's why, yeah. I, I will never be like, why didn't you come forward? Or uh, never. I mean, no. if you if you want to, yes. If you don't want to, cool. It's Here's resources. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was awful, very unfortunate. Um, now, so all this was going on. They were, they were like, oh, well, trying to blame her character, say she was asking for it. And then, so the three men that helped her, Michael mm-hmm. and his brother and the yes. friend. So they agreed to testify, which is really cool. Good. I mean, I don't, I don't think they had to, uh, cause they said they had oh, the choice. An yeah. Huh. And so they come in. And slay. They were like, no, she was fucking terrified. Are you kidding me? They're like, she was shaking. She was crying. She was she, half She, like, naked. had no clothes on. Yeah. They're like, she did not want that. Are you joking? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so they really pulled through, like, heroes. And then they started to get death threats. And they started to get harassed. Because they what? dared to stick up for a sexual assault victim. Yeah. Why? Um, yeah, I, I I have no what idea. What is the reasoning? Right? It's like I think it's like you know we we had the xenophobic thing going on, you know, with this whole thing. So it became like Portuguese are getting kind of defensive because they're getting lumped in with the rapists, and it's like then we've got rape sympathizers on top of the this whole is thing. wild. Yeah, it was it was nuts. It just my brain can't wrap around why why are they. <laughs> Getting harassed for defending somebody who was yeah raped in front of people yep by multiple men yep and how old was she when this happened by the way twenty one twenty one yeah. can we keep that in mind please yeah. she was twenty one that that's a a little child I mean I know I sound twelve but we <laughs> we are thirty one you and I are thirty one 
21 is a baby. 21, you're still a baby. Your yeah. brain hasn't even developed fully, <sighs> like, until what? You're, like, 25 or something? Yeah. A child. Yeah. Shit. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I was so stupid at 21. Like, this would have wrecked me. I know for sure I wouldn't have had the the ovaries to testify. No way. It's scary. She's yeah. such a badass for going yeah. through all of this. And, yep. I mean, she shouldn't have to. I mean, she held strong like a fucking champ, I'm man. so bad. All right. And now we're getting toward the end of the trial. And the jury, along with the three men that helped her afterwards, there was mm-hmm. um, another witness of note, a woman who came in contact with Cheryl after the rapes. I'm not sure how or when, but she also testified that Cheryl had a bruise of four fingers <gasps> on the inner side of her left thigh. And the woman said Cheryl was afraid, was terrified. So that's further proof that Cheryl was not into this, did not ask um, for this. Yeah. So wait, yeah. I have a question. So I don't know if you've met um, or I'm going to mention this, but what about her friend at the bar that she met up with before that happened? Uh, so she, her waitress friend left before the rapes happened. So, so. She, oh, so she couldn't even testify. Yeah. Or anything so like she that. wasn't there. I get she might have testified to who was there when she, at the time that she had left like yeah um yeah cuz it was the six men that were you know def- defendants in various ways the bartender uh two patrons and then the passed out drunk guy so i guess she could he's just you imagine out. that guy being like what happened what's going on <laughs> why there so many while police? i was passed out <laughs> god yeah so after all the witnesses the uh they give their closing statements. Those weren't extraordinary. The juries, so there was separate groups of juries, you know, for the joint enterprise guys. Yes. Aggravated rape. So they all, you know, go out, talk amongst themselves, um, and then they come back with their verdicts. Now, mm-hmm. at that time, uh, Cheryl was not in the courthouse. She decided to go somewhere else. Can't blame her. Don't blame <laughs> with, her at all. Yeah. Yeah. With the way the media was, uh, it was just... Total chaos. Go go go! Have a smoke, honey. Right. Go it's like, get yeah, some go, food. Yeah. Something. I'm like you, you did it. You did what you were supposed to do. Okay. You've been through a lot. Yeah. Just go do what you need to do. All right. So I will get to the convictions. So the two men charged with joint enterprise were acquitted. Why? So they got off scot free. Who the hell knows? Yeah. You don't know. Wait, you didn't find why? It, it, the jury really has, they don't have to say why. They, oh, they I were did not all, know that. Yeah. Yep. They just say. What? Yep. So they, for their own reasons, went through all the information. So they got to skip away into the sunset. These aren't the men that grabbed her? No. Okay. So yeah, the, the men that grabbed her were two of the four men that raped her. Okay. And so in the case of the four men, Charged with aggravated rape, they were found guilty. Good. Yes. But what's the sentence? You're looking at me like, (laughs) I'm going to be disappointed. So, (laughs) all right. So first, okay. So the four are taken off uh, to start their their sentence or whatever. They're taken back into jail. As everyone is leaving the courthouse, this kind of brawl happens. Two men, not, you know, not anyone... A witness or anything. Just two men are taken off by police. Uh, one of those men was the father of one of the convicted rapists. So they're arrested, you know, for like like fighting or, you know, whatever. Being mad. Yes, being angry that his piece of shit son is a rapist. And I can say that because you were convicted, sir. <laughs> Go queen. <laughs> and then, so the as the jury was leaving, they were booed by people. Several either, you what know, the I, fuck? it just in general, like people were booing for the acquittal. Great. For the guilty verdict. Not, not great. great. What? It, it was madness. So. This the, case is wild. Yeah. It's- oh, it's nuts. Oh so 3,000 people protested what? the guilty verdict in New Bedford. Yeah. 3,000 people took Cheryl's statement. <sighs> the three men who helped her statement. The woman who said she had bruises on her thigh and she was terrified took their statements and said mm, nah i don't believe it <laughs> she's 21 yeah are oh you my okay god yeah. 3000 people 3000 people yeah. thought no yep and then no, i hope she moved out of that fucking town it's yeah we'll get there okay and it gets worse 
No. 10,000 people on a different what? day. 10,000 people marched the day after that in Fall River in support of the convicted rapist. I, I have no words for this. I was trying to have a comment and it's like. You literally have no comment because <laughs> because we as hu- decent human beings, I think, wouldn't support anything. Oh, sorry. I just hit my mic. <laughs> wouldn't support anything. How uh, can they defend that? Right? How? I, it's like I I have no idea. Like I th- I think it just got so twisted and and ra- like rape that is itself so is so aggravating. It is. It's like there's like victim blaming and oh ev- so much victim yeah. blaming. Yeah. And then it's like they they think they're defending Portuguese people because the media twisted it and it's like it's like it's about Cheryl being raped. That's what it's about. These 10,000 people are like re-traumatizing her. Yeah. Because she has to see that. Hear it. It's her. Hear it. Because this this town is very close to New Bedford. It's like next door. So she knows about it. Knows all these people don't agree with her. Don't care about her. Okay. I'm going to say something real quick. Okay. And no, I'm not putting this on me. I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. I had told an ex-boyfriend, I had revealed to him that I was raped because mm-hmm. I thought I could trust him and I felt like he needed to know in case we ever got intimate and just something was triggered, right? Yeah. He didn't believe it happened. And I said, why would I lie about that? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, literally, that's your only reason is I don't know. Hearing someone say, oh, I don't believe that. It's upsetting because it's like, why would I just come out of the blue? Yeah. Like, why would she... Come out of the blue. Like, I. well, you said earlier there were some women who thought she was being vindictive. Or whatever. Yeah. But for what reason? Why would she be vindictive? Right? It's, it's like, why Why would she want this? And I'll get into it later, but it was not easy for her after the trial. Oh, I'm like, sure who, not. Who would want this? And you really <laughs> think someone would go through all that trouble to be vindictive? You obviously have not been through something like that or even anything remotely similar, but you don't even have to go through anything like that to be a decent human being and realize this is fucking shitty. No one should go through that. No. Horrific. I hope she's thriving. I know you're going to tell me later, but I hope she's thriving. No comment. Okay. Oh, no. So. Katie, give me a happy ending. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I know. We're laughing because we're upset and we're, uncomfortable. Yes, this is what we do. Katie especially. Yes, I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I'm sorry if you find it offensive, but I laugh when I'm extremely emotional. Upset. Yes. Please, listeners, realize that we are not trying to be offensive. No. And we're not mocking or laughing. It's just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. That's like, you can't even, your brain can't even wrap around the fact that this happened. I just... I can't. I, it's like, I just want to scream and I can't do that. So I laugh instead because, <laughs> okay. So, okay. So after the trial, you know, her little small town had kind of turned against her. Everybody knew who she was. So she, her boyfriend and the father. Of I was going to ask about him. Yeah. So he was kind of quiet through this whole thing. I can only assume he, you know, was like sticking by her Supporting her yes. on the side. Yes. Yeah. So her her boyfriend and their two daughters moved to Florida because they were afraid for theirs and their daughter's safety. If they didn't know, I don't know if they knew she had children, but can you imagine finding out that she had yeah. daughters? They they did. Yeah. They oh, no. they knew everything about Cheryl's life. It was of course they did. Yeah. Because they're fucking nuts. Humanity is a blight sometimes. Anyway. Good, they moved. Good. Yeah, so they went to Florida. <laughs> well, it's sad that they were in that position that they had to yeah. move, but I'm glad that they did. They needed yeah. to get out of there. It's right. I was thinking about that. I was like, I was born here, grew up here. I live I can't imagine going through what she did and then being forced to leave the forced only leave. home yeah. I ever knew. Because then it's like, well, where do I go? Yeah. Where's this what's the second best place to go? Right? Canada. Hey, any Canada, possibly Canada listeners, Katie loves you guys. I do. She loves Canada. I want to be you. <laughs> she wants to be in Canada. <laughs> in Florida, um, you know, she was struggling with the after effects. Uh, there was some struggle with alcohol. Of course. Of, yeah, right? I was like, who could blame her? I cannot. 
Um, I mean, I didn't drink after mine, but I think I smoked a lot more yeah. back then dealing with mine. So yeah, totally, there's going to be some sort of substance abuse. Exactly. It's like I, any, any kind of trauma, substance abuse is almost part always going to Yeah, happen. it's part of the healing. But, she, you know, she was still trying. She actually started school to become a secretary. Oh. Yeah. So she was, you know, working on getting her life back on track. And then... She died in what? a car crash in 1986, just two years after the trial. She was 23, 24? 24. Oh, no. In a yeah. car accident of yes. all things. And so I'm going to say her daughters are fine. I'm saying that first. Um, her daughters Good. were, they were in the car with her. <gasps> um, so the youngest was treated for a broken arm and the oldest had minor injuries. Thank she, goodness. So but Cheryl just, died. Did you find out like was it like a she hit another car? Like, do you know what happened? So she ran into a telephone pole. Now, some sources say uh she had alcohol in her system. Other sources say not. Okay. So I'm not gonna say either, say either or, way. Yeah. yeah. But. And then I saw something. Um, so one of her daughters did an interview, and there's not a ton on them. I, mm. I can't blame them if they want to stay yeah. private. Yeah. I, I don't even know their names because I didn't want... Especially there's a movie about this, too. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't even try to look into their names just because I, I don't... Yeah. I didn't want to feed into that. So one of her daughters says she remembers seeing a white van, like, drive them off the road. And so, like, police did no investigation. Into, like, they just called it an accident. I'm not saying one way or another exactly what happened. There's oh a lot of God. different possibilities. Mm-hmm. Especially with how harsh people were towards her. Either- I mean, if they knew a lot about Cheryl's life, yeah. it was to say they wouldn't find out where they moved to. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. It's, yeah, not out oh of the realm my of possibility. God. So, and then when that happened, um, her death was barely covered by the television, which... <laughs> Of course. To me, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you follow her around. You harass her. You start this xenophobic bullshit Mm -hmm. off of her trauma. It has nothing to do with it. Yep. And then when she dies because of the fucking mess you made, you're silent. Like, okay. Yep. And it gets worse. I'm so sorry. What? It gets worse than her being dead? (laughs) Yes. So, by 1989. No. I'm so sorry. You end it there. End it there. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye. <laughs> In 1989, only three years after Cheryl died, all four of the convicted rapists were already released no. from prison, which means none of them, not one, not one single piece of shit, served more than six years. It- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, not saying like, that's it. I'm saying if there was no consent, it's a sex crime. Yeah. Don't diminish your trauma is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the wake of all this, there were – so like Senate subcommittees formed and there were debates around like the implications of televising a rape trial. Okay. Um. Now – and people were like – and it's so true. So rape is one of the few crimes where the victims are – not believed like more than any other because mm-hmm. you know obviously like a murder victim is like well yeah sh- they're dead they're dead uh, There's of course quote and, evidence that right there was a murder yeah. so yeah so there were all kinds of debates about like the legality or the the like moral implications of televising these rapes knowing that the victims are blamed not believed, threatened, harassed. That is so sad. Yeah, I mean, so it's very unfortunate that. Cheryl had, you know, had to be the one to bring this issue forward. Um, But it it did a a lot of good because Florida and South Carolina Mm -hmm. have state laws prohibiting releasing victims' names. Like Good. Yeah, so it's illegal. And then, so everything I was looking at, for the most part, uh, the media is pretty good about not releasing rape victims' names mm-hmm. anyway, even though they technically could. Like, it's seen, it's, like, it's in bad taste now, which which is good. I, I don't know. I was going to... Yeah, because really, if you think about it, the only time you'll hear a victim's name is if they're murdered. Yes. You rarely hear about other things. Exactly. 
yeah, so that brought about some change. Um, and so, yeah, some of these laws were made directly because of Cheryl's trial. And so, I don't know. I was kind of wondering. This could be, like, you know, a little thing everyone voices their opinions on of whether, <laughs> like, it's a good or bad thing to keep names private. Like, obviously, I want no one to be harassed. Some people are like, I feel like it's doing a disservice to the victims. Like, they they should be ashamed or have something to hide. It's like, well, that's not what I think. No, you know? I don't I don't think it's we're hiding your name because it's shameful. And right. what you went through is you should be ashamed. I think it's just like protection because yeah. look what she went through. And there's always going to be some fuckers who are going to be like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. Or, oh, you wanted it for some yeah. reason or another. But I think... Me personally, I think it's good that mm-hmm. they don't want victims' names out there right. to protect them. And you never know. There could be some person watching that and they could, like, stalk them. And all yeah. of a sudden they just have this weird attachment to that person. I mean, yeah. you never know what could occur. If you go through something like that, being feeling ashamed and embarrassed is totally normal. It's com- It's part of coping and healing. But don't be embarrassed and don't be ashamed. It's awful what you went through, completely fucked up, but it's not your fault, period. No matter how many times that someone tries to make you feel that way or they tell you and make you feel ashamed and embarrassed, it is not your fault. They obviously haven't been in that situation specifically. They don't know what they're talking about. Yep. I totally agree with that. I think, yeah, if a victim wants to come forward and have their name published. Sure. Great. Yeah. I'll support you. I mean, if you don't want it, I'm not going to dig. I'm not, you know, Yeah. I'm not going to hunt you down and no one else should either. And it's their story <clears throat> that they choose if they want yeah. to be out there or not. And I think especially like <clears throat> if they go through something like that and then they decide they want to be active in the community, mm-hmm. then it'd be kind of hard to conceal their name right. and their information. But yeah, I think it should be up to them at least. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't put my story out there or do. Yep. But yeah, I think that's great that they yeah. have those laws out yeah. there. It's, yeah, so it really is very unfortunate what Cheryl had to go through. I wish she didn't have to, but, you know, at least there were some positive changes and, like, yeah. important discussions about how society treats uh, rape survivors as a whole. I just can't believe there was 10,000 people. 10,000. I have no words. Uh, She's 21. She yeah. was 21. Yeah. I, Barely I legal to drink. Right? A child. Barely out of high school. Yep. I cannot. <laughs> that's all That's all yeah. I know. I can't do it. So I have, in my research, I came across RAIN, so Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So it's the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. It operates in the U.S., Okay. We also have a phone number. Okay. Should I read it? <laughs> or we post it? Yeah, you can read it. Okay. So their website is 800-656-HOPE. H-O-P-E. Yeah. Very, very sad case of Cheryl Arujo, but... Please tell me that's it. It doesn't get worse. It doesn't get worse. <laughs> that's it? <sighs> I know. I just... I, I wish... Way to start the podcast, Katie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. We have Alex's mom to thank for this. Yeah, shout out to my mom, Judy, for uh, recommending this. Yes. Um, Well, I hope she's thriving in heaven. Right. And uh, I hope her daughters are doing well. And And her baby daddy. Yes. Her high school sweetheart. It's, oh my gosh. That's so sad. I just, I wish the world could have been better. It sucks that she had to go through that, but it Mm -hmm. really helped being laws changed and open their eyes to see what's going on and what's fucked up, so. Yeah. Yep, she made some real changes. Um, yeah. She's a rock story. star. Yeah. I mean, testifying. Love you. You're a badass. <laughs> Thanks, Katie, for <laughs> that. Bringing you down. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Know is a Sentence podcast. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow it at NIAS Podcast. And if you have stories, questions, comments, 
you can email us at knowisasentencepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to follow Alex on Instagram, you can find her at I guess Alexandria. Her Twitter handle is at I guess Alex90. You can find me, Katie, on Instagram at Queen of Cats90 and Twitter at QCats90. Thanks, bye!